College baseball, again, opening weekend. Friday, it'll be Nebraska going out to San Diego for a four-game series. And it'll be sort of a get-to-know Nebraska this weekend, too, and your first opportunity to do so. We're excited to be talking about this team with assistant coach. You see him down at third baseline, Lance Arvell. A dude getting the dudes. And, uh, Coach, first of all, uh, uh, happy opening weekend. I know this is exciting for you guys, but I have not seen a dude gift lately. So is it all business right now? <laughs> well, that's, that's the problem. When you, have a, uh, when you have a hot hand and you're getting them, you know, getting them every single day uh, for five or six straight days, uh, all of a sudden yeah. when, they're, when they're spread out one, once a week, people start to get a little anxious. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait a second now. You're, you're, not, o- you're yeah. not overcooking hey. it. I get it. Hey, it's, it's been since February 12th. It's February 15th, Coach. What's going on in the recruiting department? <laughs> hey, do you remember yeah, – um, Oh, go ahead. Practice a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it's one of the the big Lebowski and 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 people that see the GIF is uh, Jeff Bridges' character, the dude. Uh, and I know it's one of your favorite movies. Do you remember the first recruit that you tweeted out that GIF for after you got them to commit? I'm pretty sure it was Cade Povich. Uh, now that's a good one to uh, tweet out. A, a pretty a pretty good one. Yeah, he was he was the first guy we got here, and I didn't start that till I got. Here it was kind of one of these deals where how it was born um, was uh, back I don't know however many years ago shoot seven or eight years ago but yeah, whenever yeah. it kind of just started getting a deal where like you know the coaches would tweet mm-hmm. something out you know whenever they got got somebody when that became kind of a thing oh. um, and me and my buddy who were uh, that I was coaching with are were both you know Lebowski fans. Who, quoted around the office and stuff all the time and um it it dawned on us at one time we're like man this one is one of these that always kind of pops up you know uh, in the on the on the iphone or whatever it's in there and um twitter and all that and like that how did we not think to use that one yeah because we were using something else and and so i i snagged it as soon as i as soon as i needed a new one uh i snagged it up (laughs) so this, uh, going all the way back to fall, but then here, especially when guys return to campus, getting to know this roster, you know, I always remember when you were, you know, the first couple of weeks of, of high school football or, you know, of Little League football, you would always put the the piece of tape on, on the helmets and have their last name. So how much have you and Will and Jeff and the coaching staff had to do that with this group? <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't been too bad, yeah. um, you know, a lot of a lot of new faces um but uh no it's it's been it's been good i've, I've kind of told everybody um just as far as the you know in that in that vein of getting getting to know you kind of a thing uh mm-hmm. and i tell everybody we we didn't go through that kind of awkward phase or extended awkward phase with our team when you're you know half the team yeah. basically is new guys this team gelled really quickly and uh and that was something that that we noticed and picked up on um, about these guys, and uh, and so it's it's been nice from that from that side of it, and it's 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 paid dividends or at least shows the signs of that. Um, you know, when you put a group of guys together that, that just enjoy being around each other, mm-hmm. and they all are wired similarly. They like they like to work. They're competitive, and they like each other. When you put them in that in that kind of environment, um, you know, special things happen. And, and I've told people I don't. I don't know if it's going to um, result in wins or how many wins it might uh, result in this spring, um, but I do know that every 
every really good team I've ever been a part of, uh, every championship team um, has had those qualities. So uh, it's it's been uh, it's it's a fun group to be around as a coach. Nobody expected twenty three and thirty last year, but when you look back on it, could it be a benefit to this program moving forward? Um, I know there was you know the chemistry wasn't where you need it to be when you're around each other every single day. The wins were not there. There was some talent on that roster, but could last year and in, in learning and you guys are still kind of young all together on the staff and on the field. Could it be a benefit to how this season plays out? Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, for us, I mean, as coaches, um, we we weren't, you know, above looking ourselves in the mirror and, and looking and seeing how we could, what we could have done different and, and what we can change moving forward. Um, and then, I mean, as competitive as we are, um, you talk about being motivated, 23 and 30 will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think, too, for the guys returning from that year, we've been able to use it the same way we used it last year with the 21 team you know we, we used it as a look you guys coming back from that team you know what it looks like day in and day out you know what it takes to win a championship and we didn't do those we didn't we didn't check all those boxes you know every day last year and so now that same you know a lot of those same guys who now have have been on both teams you know and they can they know what it looks like and what it doesn't look like now they're another year older in leadership roles um, and now they're taking more of the reins um, of setting things straight just from, uh, you know, kind of the accountability standpoint or making sure guys um, are kind of, you know, showing up every day ready to work and in, in the right mindset and, and, and ready to go. And so, yes, that, that part of it has been beneficial. We've kind of seen those guys, you know, the, the Bryce Matthews yeah. and the, the Max Andersons, um, you know, even Griffin Everett, you know, some of those guys feel kind of their maturity – um, in those leadership roles, Efri Cervantes, um, yep. you know, and then on the pitching side, guys, you know, that have been been here and been through it, like Kyle Perry and Shannon, mm-hmm. um, and even Emmett Olson, you know, um, those guys kind of taking that next step um, from from the leadership within the locker room, you know, on that side of it has, has been huge. Yeah, and that was such a big part of the, the 2021 team coach with all those leaders and veterans. But I'm glad you brought up Bryce and Max because these were two guys that in their freshman year during that, that really exciting run there all the way to Arkansas, you had two guys that were really coming on. They were The, the production was, was quality but weren't necessarily – you know, needed in a leadership role. Last year, I think both would admit that their production maybe took a, a pretty big dip. And mm-hmm. having going through those growing pains of, you know, kind of coming on the scene as a freshman and just tearing it up to maybe having a little bit more of a humbling sophomore campaign, just from a performance standpoint, what's kind of your anticipation, especially with what they were able to do in summer ball and kind of getting ready for this season? Yeah, uh, those those two guys, I think last year for sure they – they felt that burden of thinking they had to carry the offense, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, or carry the team. And, and I think that weighed pretty heavy on them. And then, uh, you know, for sure, <clears throat> once they kind of got to the point where they maybe weren't feeling that as much, their, their game kind of picked up. Um, but they didn't, they didn't play that way. You know, they didn't play with that freedom the entire year. Um, this year it's been, it's been totally different. I, the entire fall, I don't remember who I was talking to somebody else, like at the end of the fall, kind of doing a fall wrap up kind of thing. And I told them I've never seen those two guys specifically in their, in their time here 
have so much fun playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a smile on their face every day. And, and I think a lot of that is, again, they've, they've been through that, you know, they kind of took the lumps last year, but they've been on both sides of it. Um, and now they know, and there's, there's something to be said for when you go through a tough season, like we did last year, um, it, it can kind of eliminate some fear, you know, cause it's like, well, we've been through the worst of it. You know, we've mm-hmm. been yeah. through, you know, a tough season. Like what else? Like we, we have nothing to fear now. Like we've, we've been through it and we're still here. Um, you know, so we can kind of move on a little bit and, and that, that can kind of help that uh, maturing process too. But, um, those guys, I think knowing, having been through that now coming into it, they're more confident, um, and being surrounded by better players. I mean, I think this, this roster top to bottom, um, is not only the deepest, probably the most talented that we've had top to bottom since we've been here. And so I think that helps relieve some of that pressure. I mean, those guys can look around and say, okay, we've got other guys that can, that can get it done. I don't, I don't have to, you know, carry the load every single day. Mm-hmm. And the, the production from those two guys has been there because of it. I mean, they had great falls. They've had a good, um, you know, kind of preseason uh, so far in our scrimmages and everything leading up to, um, leading up to now. And, and so, it's it's good, you know, when you see those guys kind of be able to, to play with, with freedom, it's fun to watch. Let's, uh, the a big thing, and, and he kind of, he's been a cog offensively. Um, he's been a stalwart at third base in Max Anderson. He had another great offseason. Uh, he's going to be one of the top, now second baseman in all of college baseball as you, as you move him to second, and so you've got him and Matthews as your double play combo. How has, with... A, a, a budding somebody. I know you guys are excited about it. Third base. How are the corner infields looking? Because you had some attrition over at, at first base as well. Yeah. Um, well, Dylan Carey uh, is a true freshman. Um, will, will be at third base. Um, he is. There, there's nothing that kid can't do on a baseball field. Um, you know, he was a he was a big recruit for us out of high school. He was the best player in the state of Colorado, um, and he he showed up not only physically, but just the way he plays, um, you would never know that kid was a true freshman. Now, <clears throat> is he going to go through his ups and downs this year? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is, is immune to it. Um, but he's a guy we feel really good about um, sticking with over at third base. And he's he's got a guy in Efrax Cervantes that has been around the block and is now fully healthy for the first time really in his career. Um, and and he's, had a, he's had a great year up to this point as well. So he's got him not only pushing him, but kind of help, you know, molding him a little bit. And is kind of that swing man on the infield. Um, over at first base, it could kind of be, um, I'm going to say revolving door, but I don't, I don't mean that to say it's not mm-hmm. in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of guys that have been very productive at the plate um, so far and playing matchups. Uh, you know, right-left matchups, those things, plus having a little versatility over there. Um, so I'm just going to run through the list. Um, Charlie Fisher is a is a grad transfer from Southern Miss, a uh, big power left-handed bat. Um, he could also see some time out in left field. Uh, Will Walsh, um, uh, you talk about a guy who's finally healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poor kid, man, he's done everything right um, and, and just has never been on the on the right side of the uh, of the injuries. Um, but now is, is healthy. He's been he has um, he's been our best offensive threat, believe it or not. And that, that may mm-hmm. be a guy that nobody people don't really know about. Um, that guy is, is crushing the baseball right now. 
Um, and so we're, we're kind of sitting there going like, we can't not play him. You know, it's kind of yeah. working itself out. We thought where it was going to be, oh, Fisher versus righties and Walsh versus lefties. And now it's like, we can't, Walsh has to be in the lineup the, the way he's swinging the bat right now. So, uh, you know, Fisher could see some time in the outfield, Walsh at first base. Ben Columbus is a junior college guy. He's a catcher primarily, but is, uh, we've thrown him in the fire over there at first base and he's been great. Um, so I think those, those three options right there, all, all guys that, are going to hit in the middle of the lineup um, and and are really good over first base, kind of locking down that side. Uh, you know, I, I do want to get into some of the pitching, um, you know, look of this thing from the starters to the relievers. But another guy that, you know, with last year that you did see some younger guys maybe become a little bit of a bright spot, where, where is Garrett Anglum kind of fitting into the mix right now too, especially a guy that, you know, gave some production at the plate last year? Yeah, he's he's right there in the mix too. I think if we, I mean, if we started today, which <laughs> I keep saying that out of habit, two days, two days. <laughs> uh, he's, he's probably gonna he'll probably start at, you know in a corner spot opposite of um, you know like I said if if Fisher goes and plays mm. you know left field uh, you'll probably see Anglin and right um, kind of depending on the ballpark we're yeah. kind of looking at those kind of kind of things you know what which side of the field might be easier uh to go cover um so he he's going to be a factor in for sure in one of those corner spots because he's one of those guys that just is um he, he's just a gamer you yeah. know and we didn't know what we were going to get from him last year and you know he's arguably our, our best offensive player coming back mm-hmm. you know from last year as far as, as numbers go um <clears throat> and he's just he's one of those guys and honestly he's a little bit like max anderson to be honest like hmm. If you show up and just, just if you didn't know who they were and you just watched their BP, like it's not it's not really going to be all that flashy. Um, they're not, you know, maybe not jump out at you as like, mm-hmm. wow, look at that guy, you know. Uh, but you watch them play the game and they're they're doing something to help you win. You know, they're having some kind of production, whether that's driving in two runs or making a play out on defense to save two runs. Um, they're doing something that, that to help you win. And England is. is uh, he's flashed some leather out there uh, in, in the outfield so far in these last few weeks. Nebraska assistant baseball coach Lance Harville joining us here on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. I know what I'm going to get out of him at Olsen. When I see him on a, a Friday night, I know I'm going to get that low 90s heat. I'm going to get a sharp curveball and a lefty that looks like, man, that guy is probably going to be a, a three to seven round draft pick in the, in the Major League Baseball draft. He's your Friday night guy. What am I getting on Saturday? Because a lot of people are wondering – Man, Jace Kaminska is a good-looking transfer from Wichita State. Is he going to be the Sunday guy and maybe walk us through the rest of your weekend rotation? Yeah, Kaminska will be Saturday. He'll be uh, he'll be the he'll be the second guy. Um, and you know him and him and Olson are they're both number ones. I mean, it's one A and one B as far as we're concerned. I mean, we could we could start either guy on Friday and feel good about the matchup. Um, it just so happens that from a <clears throat> standpoint of kind of going, you know, the ability in your weekend rotation to go left, right, left, because um, I think Caleb Clark, um, freshman Canadian kid, is, is going to start on Sundays, um, and so that that was really kind of what it what it boiled down to, was you got the lefty and Olsen on Friday, switch it up with the righty, uh, with Kaminsky on Saturday, and then go back to the lefty um, on, on Sunday, and then you got, you know, a, a lot of guys in the bullpen, too, that you, that yeah. you feel good about. Turning it over to, um, with, I mean, just starting from the back and working your way up. I mean, you've got Shannon at the back, 
You've got Kyle Perry now. He's back and healthy at the back. Buns is healthy. Um, you know, he's thrown live the last two weeks and looked really good. Um, you've got <clears throat> Michael Garza back. There. So you've got you've got three guys right there, just just or four guys, I guess, um, that are all seniors or fifth year guys, and that's a lot of experience yeah. at the back end of your bullpen. You know that if your starters can get you through five or six and you can grab a lead turn it over to the old men in the back mm-hmm. and then go finish it. You yeah. know? And it's, and it's all guys that have been starters in the past yeah. and then Friday night guys in the past. And now they're moving into that, into the, you know, rolls at the back end of the bullpen. Um, and then you've got to help kind of bridge the gap. You got guys like Mason Ornelas, who is uh, coming back from, I think he, he had a, uh, I don't think people saw what, what he can bring to the table last year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got something else in there. And, and, you know, he's, he's been through it and he's seen it all, you know, uh, Brent Sears, Juco guy has been up to 95, 96. Um, uh, Christo has been really, really good. Um, so far Corbin Hawkins, not a guy, you know, he's a, he's a low slot. We dropped him down, gives you a different look and he does nothing but throw strikes and, and he's competitive on the mound. I mean, you know exactly what you're going to get with him. And then Will Rizzo, another guy coming in that can, you know, be mid nineties, um, so, and then you know from the from the left hand side you got you got guys like Rocket who yep. can kind of be you know those those utility knives like he could start or he could be a long relief guy. Um, you know you've got J.C. Gutierrez and Jalen Wardman, two two freshman lefties um, that have been rock solid. So um, a lot of options, you know, um, and and we feel like that from the pitching side and the and the uh, and the offensive side. We've we've got options, you know. I kind of mentioned we feel like this is probably the the deepest um, and most talented uh, that we've been, <clears throat> and so uh, finding those pieces and and how they fit, you know, we'll we'll find out. We'll start that process on uh, on Friday when when we open up. Um, we can we can have that game plan and we can yeah. have an idea going into it, but you never quite know until you throw guys yep. into the grease. A lot of and, bullets. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they respond to it, but I feel good about where we're at, the game plan that we have, and what we'd be able to do as far as attacking other teams, um, you know, just from a matchup standpoint or being having the ability to kind of roll out maybe some different-looking lineups depending on who we're facing, maybe what the conditions are that day. Um, and and so, um, you know, we feel good about it sitting here right now talking about it on a, on a Wednesday morning. But uh, we'll, we'll find out in San Diego Friday night. Hey, Coach, we appreciate your time. Uh, you're always uh, very gracious with your time. Good luck this upcoming season. Stay healthy. Safe trip out to San Diego. Yep. Thank you, guys. See you, Coach. That's uh, Lance Harville, recruiting coordinator, assistant coach. Uh, the expectations outside of the program are not very high this year. I think I'm safe to say that. I know yep. they're, in, Internally, they're always high. And, you know, Will, you were right there with it last year, Nick. It wasn't a fun year for Will. No. I don't think he liked the team. Uh, they had some issues. They addressed those. They were seven games under 500. They didn't make it here to Omaha. Mm-hmm. They made sure they cleaned those things up. They adjusted some things. I mean, moving Max Anderson to second base. I mean, it yeah. was a liability at third, but you add another plus defender um, on the field when you get uh, Dylan Carey out there. You know, and this is a Big Ten. It's not loaded this year. I mean, Maryland has a chance to make it here to Omaha. Maryland's yep. going to be one of the better teams in college baseball. That's a regional host right there. The opportunity for Nebraska to help themselves to get into the field of 64 again are going to be very limited because of the schedule. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Rutgers will be good again. Remember, they got shut out. They were one of the last yeah. teams out of the tournament. Um, Iowa will be good. They're good on the mound. They return the, the pitcher of the year in the Big Ten. Illinois could be sneaky. I mean, Nebraska's, I haven't seen a preseason poll like from the conference or whatever, but I'm sure Nebraska's four or five. Yeah. And, and probably not projected as an NCAA team. But if they stay healthy, they have enough depth that they could find themselves, you know, m- making a case to get in the NCAA tournament. But their opportunities to win those games that look good on the resume are going to be few and far between. Yeah. So when they get that opportunity on the second weekend to play Vanderbilt mm-hmm. or to play Ole Miss, you got to find a way to win. And when you go and you play at Maryland, or even that that weird Wednesday night, uh, first part of May, North Dakota State comes right. to town. It's just they're going to have to be very good from Friday night all the way throughout the season to make a case to get in the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah, it's, it's a slim margin. There, there's yeah. no question. But And this is the thing that I, I think if you're a Nebraska fan kind of looking at progress throughout the season, you're going to start with what that pitching staff looks like. Because, you know, Lance is right. I mean, the amount of experience that they have in the back end of that bullpen is, is going to be significant. Uh, it, it comes down to can Emmett Olsen, as he made that full transition into a you know, Friday night guy, and he's got good enough stuff. Uh, Jace Kaminska, I'm seriously probably too excited to see this guy because I don't want to put that much pressure on him. But this guy's got, he's got serious stuff. And then what you do from that point on, like, you know, I'm sure you've been asked about him a lot too. Drew Christo, can he make to, a jump? Yeah, it was good to hear that Lance brought him I, up. I was very encouraged to hear that. Uh, another guy who really gave you more positives than negatives last year in his first year around was Jackson Brockett as well. Another good lefty. So they've got a lot of options. But then if you also remember what really kind of plagued this team a year ago too is its spotty offense. I mean, there, there was just very little pop. That's why having a guy like Garrett Anglin back in the mix, good to see. Griffin Everett, who was one of the bright spots offensively, good to see. But, I mean, it's going to come down to what that rotation can do and can they get production, you know, beyond, you know, just a couple of guys in the lineup. Max wasn't great last year. He would be the first to tell you. Bryce wasn't great. He wasn't consistent last year. He couldn't, I mean. They just couldn't. They couldn't. Ground ball to shortstop was an adventure. It was, and then at the plate where you were hoping those guys could drive in runs, that wasn't happening. So can you get those guys back to where they were as a freshman? If you do that, all of a sudden you're looking at five, six guys in that lineup that can provide you some significant offense. So those are the two things to to keep in mind. I feel good about where they can be defensively, but those two factors right there are huge. All right, coming up in the last hour, Scott Chandler will stop by. Lots of thoughts post Super Bowl, and now what is ahead as the off season has begun for the NFL. Uh, also, Brandon Vogel will stop by. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.